We're gonna skate to one. You already know what time it is. Let's go. The Lakers won the fucking chip. What are you niggas gonna say now? LeBron James! I'm Lybo, go Michael, take the pictures, Jackson, Tyson, Jordan, LeBron James, I'm gonna be so insufferable this episode. Oh my god. Just might let you meet gay. Shot towns, B roads, moving the next BK. Also, hard motherfuckers wanna find me. That shit crack. That shit crack. Also, hard motherfuckers wanna find me. That shit crack. That shit crack. That shit crack. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. Yes, Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 37 of the Bronx Bias Podcast. I am your host. My name is Denzel, a.k.a. Harry Potter, a.k.a. DeBron James. Back like Jordan wearing the faux five. I want to start by saying thank you to everyone who tunes in who likes, who subscribes, who shares, and who supports. Thank you to everyone who is active and engaging on social media platforms. I truly, truly, truly appreciate the love and the support that I receive from y'all. Thank you to all the essential workers out there busting their ass. And thank you to all the people out there using their voices to affect change in a positive way. And thank you to LeBron James. Thank you to LeBron James. Holy shit. We're going to have a great, great, great show today. Man, I'm in such a great mood. I've been in a great mood all week. The Lakers won the motherfucking chip. LeBron James' fourth NBA title against all odds in the motherfucking bubble. Kawhi Leonard who, bitch? Kawhi Leonard who bitch oh my god I can't wait I cannot wait to just go crazy so but with all (laughs) with all that being said we're gonna have a great 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 show today I'm so hype I'm so like I am so hype I can't even fucking like put it into words how hype I am we're gonna have a great great show today it's fully packed it's Braun gang we celebrating the Lakers for a long period of this pod so Braun haters, I'm sorry. Laker haters, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am in a very, very, very good mood. Today's intro was, of course, the song that had to be played for this momentous occasion. Niggas in Paris 
by Jay-Z and Kanye West off of the album Watch the Throne. Shout out to my sister for buying me Watch the Throne when it came out in 2011. This is one of the greatest albums ever. And LeBron James ball so hard, motherfuckers won't find him. So it just had to be played today. It was just the song that just had to be played today. Man. Um, but yeah, shout out to Kanye and Jay, man. If we never get, you know what I'm saying, another collaborative effort from them, um, Watch the Throne is enough. We, of course, selfishly would want more if, you know, if you're fans of both Kanye and Jay, you will want them to be in a space where they want to collaborate more and more together. But I mean, I feel like it's just like the outcast thing. Like selfishly, of course, you want Andre and Big Boy to keep to continue to make things together. But you understand that life has taken them in different directions and you just got to appreciate what you got. So niggas in Paris is going to be niggas in Paris forever. Like you, you you're never going to be at a point where you're going to be like this shit don't hit like <laughs> niggas in Paris is always just going to hit. So shout out to Kanye West, man, and shout out to jay-z ball so hard motherfuckers wanna find me now it's time for my favorite 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 segment of the podcast it is called bronx facts for those of you guys who do not know or maybe it's your first time listening to the show Bronx Facts is a segment I like to do at the beginning of each show just to give one fact about the Bronx, New York, that people may not know, that people may have never heard before, um, just to try and show how many great things, how many great people, and how many great ideas come from the Bronx, New York. So, without any further ado, your Bronx Fact for today is... The New York Botanical Gardens is inviting Bronx residents to visit free of charge via a new initiative called the Bronx Neighbors Program. Through this program, Bronx residents can request up to four complimentary tickets to visit the gardens through from now through February 28, 2021. To receive your free tickets, you can send a self-address, and it must be a Bronx address, you can send a self-address stamped envelope with the number of tickets requested by February 12th to the New York Botanical Gardens Community Relations at 2900 Southern Boulevard, Bronx, New York, 10458. For online, you can fill out the form at nybg.org with the number of tickets requested by February 28th, 2021. And I selected this um, because it was just a cool program. You know, we've been in quarantine and, you know, everything has basically been closed down due to COVID. And I was actually talking to some people and there's a lot of people who live, you know, in the Bronx and I've never been to the Botanical Gardens. It's right on Fordham Road. And I just thought that this was like super, 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 super cool, like just for the them to open up the space to people native to the area and, you know, just giving people an opportunity to see it, you know, because there's been so many people who have not seen it. Um, and it's just a great space with a lot of nature and shit and beautiful, you know, plants and 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 uh, foliage and all that good stuff. So I just thought this shit was super, super, super cool. And I wanted to bring it to the show. So that is your Bronx fact for episode number 37. Yes. 
Damn, son, where'd you find this? All right, and we are getting right to the shit. Our top topic this week is, of course, LeBron James and the 2020 Los Angeles Lakers NBA champions. Let's fucking go. We motherfucking 12 minutes away from winning this championship, shutting the motherfucking Miami Heat up, shutting the motherfucking L.A. Clippers up, and all you motherfucking naysayers, nigga. It's Laker gang, punk. Everybody that owe me money, get your bags up, nigga. I need my money, nigga. Punk. Fuck y'all, Laker gang, nigga. Purple and gold. This for Kobe and Gigi, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> let's go so let's just recap for the people maybe who are like not connected in sports uh the nba season earlier uh in the year was canceled oh no not canceled postponed due to the outbreak of the coronavirus pandemic um forcing the season to be suspended in the summer months the nba created a bubble meaning an isolated area or an isolation zone to resume the nba season that was previously postponed um, where all teams would participate and play in the uh, Walt Disney Wild World of Sports Resort, um, where there was strict guidelines for coronavirus protection, uh, limited contact basically with the outside world, and uh, where it would just be all basketball all the time. Um, all NBA teams and staffs uh, were in the bubble. First, there were seeding games, then led to the playoffs, and then the championship. So um, it was a very, you know, daunting um, uh, uh, circumstance because, one, you do want to finish your season, but, two, it's like, you know, you don't have contact with your family and, you know, they can't come see you play and, you know, you don't travel, but you're literally just stuck in the same place for three months. You know, that is difficult. And it doesn't test your it tests two things. It tests your physical toughness, of course, because you have to play basketball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Playing basketball is not easy. And it tests the mental fortitude um, because literally for 90 days or for 90 plus days, you're going to be in a place, one place. You know, you can't move. You can't leave. You can't do anything. All your meals are there. On all the activities are there, like you literally are stuck in one place for, you know, a significant amount of time. So, um, you know, a lot of players, uh, even you know, had difficulties with it. You know, it's not an easy thing. You know, there was players who, you know, one player named Daniel House got kicked out of the bubble, um, basically for inviting a COVID tester a person who was administer, administering COVID tests into his room unauthorized because you know the vibes. <laughs> Lou Will left the bubble, went to Magic City, you know what I mean? Because he just needed a, a taste of the outside world. So, you know, it is daunting. It was a daunting situation. And shout out to, Le to the Lakers. Shout out to LeBron James for conquering that shit, bro. Shout out to the motherfucking Lakers and LeBron James for conquering that shit. Um... But before we start with anything, um, one thing I did see, and you're going to keep seeing it if you're into sports, the debate is always going to be, well, who is the greatest player ever between LeBron James and Michael Jordan, right? Because that is just whatever. That's just what it is. Um, but, you know, you have to understand two things. One, 
there is no LeBron without Michael, right? Like the the heroes and the pioneers of the past create the pioneers and the trailblazers and the heroes of the present and so on and so on. So the same way how Mike influenced LeBron, Mike influenced Kobe, Mike influenced, you know, uh, uh, Anthony Davis or, you know, whomever else, legends of the past. Let's just let's say how Mike influenced Kobe, Mike influenced LeBron, Mike influenced Carmelo, Mike influenced Tracy McGrady, you know, legends of a little bit of yesteryear is the same way how LeBron influenced Anthony Davis, how LeBron influenced Luka Doncic, how LeBron influenced John Morant, how LeBron influenced Zion Williamson, and how Kobe influenced Jason Tatum, how Kobe influenced, you know, Jalen Brown, how Kobe influenced uh, Kawhi Leonard, how Kobe influenced Damian Lillard. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, the, that's the cycle. So the trailblazers of the past influence the trailblazers of the present, and the trailblazers of the present influence the trailblazers of the future. So you literally can't have one without the other. There would be no Damian Lillard without Allen Iverson. Literally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, don't I wouldn't say get caught up in it. Of course, everyone's going to have their opinion and everyone's entitled. I did an episode, episode 23, ironically. Um, it was called Raw Food, where I addressed the Michael Jordan LeBron debate. I think LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. Um, and I presented facts and whatever. You can listen to that if you feel so inclined. Um, but, you know, realistically thinking about it, the great is the greatest is just whoever is the greatest in your opinion. Because there's going to be people out there who think, you know what I'm saying? Kobe's the greatest. They're not wrong. There's going to people be people out there who think Shaq's the greatest. They're not wrong. There's going to be people out there who think... Kobe, uh, uh, Dirk Nowitzki is the greatest. Jason Kidd is the greatest. Steve Nash the greatest. Allen Iverson is the greatest. Tim Duncan is the greatest. They're not wrong. There's no wrong answer. So what I'm saying all this to say is, one, just appreciate the, the, the trailblazers and the people who are killing the shit right now. Just appreciate them. I think that the comparisons do something to diminish um, the individual's greatness. Like, you cannot be a fan of the game of basketball. You cannot love the game of basketball and not acknowledge Michael Jordan. Like, because I think LeBron James is the greatest, it would be idiotic for me to try and and somehow shit on what Michael Jordan did for the game, did for the sport, did for the modern athlete. I start every show by saying what? Back like Jordan wearing the faux five. Like, I mean, and that's a Jay-Z line, but it's also just homage to Michael Jordan. You can't be a fan of basketball as a whole. The game, the competitiveness, the camaraderie, the teamwork, the overcoming adversity without acknowledging Michael Jordan's impact on the game. Like, it's idiotic. And the same could be said for LeBron James. You cannot be a fan of the game and not understand the different, the different layer or the different, uh, um, the different mode or level that LeBron James brought to the game. You've never seen a guy who was six foot eight, two hundred and sixty pounds, who ran like a fucking wide receiver, who jumped like a high jumper, who passed the ball like the best point guard who played defense, who could guard point guards through centers 
and has been in the spotlight literally since he was 16 years old. Like, it's impossible. Like, so I just, I want to quell a little bit of the, the debate because I think it just blinds the overall success of these individuals' careers. You know what I'm saying? I think if we get so caught up in just the who's better, who's better, who's better, you lose sight on what the fuck is happening in right in front of you. We've never seen a bubble before. We've never seen that before. Like, and you understand how difficult it is to play basketball in a isolated environment and appreciate that the best player in the fucking league, the best player on the planet had the mental fortitude to conquer that shit. Just appreciate it. Forget comparisons for a minute. I mean, it's, it's fun. It's a part of the game. It's barbershop talk, but just forget about the comparisons for a minute and Think about the situations and the circumstances of this past season, the coronavirus, the bubble, the mental fortitude that it takes to conquer the bubble and the greatness that was displayed. Now, of course, this is going to be the most sane part of the uh, of the pod because I'm going to go crazy after this. But but for in, in all seriousness, I think the comparisons there of course, necessary, their entertainment, like we get it, why it leads sports programming and entertainment, ESPN talk and Fox Sports 1 talk, we like, we get it, I get it, but it's just a matter of like, take that, take a step back, and you're going to have your favorites, there's no wrong answer, Um, but just appreciate what you've seen, because there's going to be a day where, like every great athlete, they're going to say, all right, I'm finished playing, I'm walking away from the game, and You shouldn't let your favorites or your biases cloud your eyes. You know what I'm saying? And distract you from what the fuck you're seeing. Because we will never see another athlete like LeBron James. The same way we would never see another athlete like Kobe Bryant. The same way we'll never see another athlete like Michael Jordan. The same way we'll never see another Jackie Robinson in baseball. Another Tom Brady in football. Another Barry Bonds. Another Muhammad Ali. Like. You just appreciate what the fuck you're seeing. That's that is like, let's just be zen for a moment and just appreciate the sport. Now we could go fucking crazy. We could turn the fuck up, though. We could turn up right now, though. LeBron motherfucking James won the chip. Now I want to read you some stats before we go crazy. Before I just start talking shit. I want to read you some stats about the long. This this shows you the longevity, the sustained greatness, the sustained excellence of LeBron James. So, these are some stats from ESPN just to highlight how special and how singular LeBron James' postseason career is. Not regular season, postseason career. In the postseason, he has played 260 games, the most pl- games played in the playoffs of all time. That is incredible on its own. But when you consider how hard James plays and how central he has been in every postseason game he has played, the fact becomes even more impressive. Among the top 10 in career playoff games, LeBron James is number one in usage rate 
at 32.1% per basketballreference.com. With that, he has also missed zero playoff games since making his Postseason debut on April 22nd, 2006. LeBron James has never missed a single playoff game due to injury. Not one. Every year, the finals are affected by major injuries. Last year, it was Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson. This year, it was Goran Dragic and Bam Adebayo. Through 10 finals appearances, James' durability is unreal. Among active players, James Harden ranks second to LeBron James at 128 playoff games played, which is half of LeBron's total. The Kings' durability alone is mind-blowing, but one way to gain new appreciation for his postseason career is to simply compare his playoff tallies to active peers. Playoff minutes played, 10,728 minutes played in the playoffs Kevin Durant ranks second among active players in total playoff minutes played sitting at only 5,598 minutes LeBron James and Andre Iguodala are the only other active players to have racked up more than 5,000 playoff minutes and here's the noteworthy part James has played 5,000 more minutes than Kevin Durant A guy who still has a claim as best player in the world is still doing it after he has doubled almost every single active player out there in postseason time spent. Playoff points scored, 7,423. LeBron James does a lot more than just soak up minutes. It is a blend of volume and production that is truly incredible. He's the only player in league history who has scored at least 6,000 playoff points. One one other active player has half as many points as LeBron James, and again, that is Kevin Durant at 4,043. Playoff assists, 1,854. One huge reason that James has been to nine of the past 10 finals is because of his court vision and passing and tendency to make players around him more effective. After passing John Stockton in Game 3 of this series, LeBron James now ranks second in playoff career assists. Only Magic Johnson has more. And I thought this was the best one. I thought this was the best one. Closeout winning percentage. Stats are one thing, but triumphs are the ultimate prize. As James sits on the precipice of another title, this was written before Game 6. I want to make sure I say that. This article was written before Game 6 of the finals. Uh, As James sits on the precipice of another title, consider this. Nobody in league history has been more reliable closing out a series than LeBron James, who has an astounding 79% winning percentage of his closeout games. It gets more wild. At age 35, LeBron James is more than an elder statement, elder statesman of the league. Maybe you don't think he's the greatest of all time. Maybe you do. But regardless, his ridiculous playoff stats make one thing crystal clear. Nobody has left a greater mark on postseason basketball for as long as this guy has. And oh, yeah, he's not done yet. Fam. It's one thing to just say he's better because, you know, what whatever he does. Some people judge basketball off the eye test. What do your eyes say? Some people judge basketball off what the numbers say. 
But there's no way you can watch this guy and then look at the numbers and say he's not the fucking greatest. And, you know, I just don't like the, again, I acknowledge Michael Jordan's impact on the game. And fam, he's fucking amazing. If you watch The Last Dance, you can just see how amazing Michael Jordan is. But fam, respect this man. Respect this motherfucking man. People have made so much money off of disparaging LeBron James. Why? Because he's the greatest player in the league and controversy sells, right? You could talk about all the LeBron haters out there in the world. From Skip Bayless, who's number one, to uh, uh, Rob Parker, and to you know every other person who thinks it's trendy to hate on LeBron. You could talk about how many careers LeBron has made, like Brian Windhorst, who was a little-known reporter, but started covering this high school kid named LeBron James at 16 years old and is now a national, worldwide-known reporter. Like... The greatness of LeBron is not just singular in basketball, where literally you can ride LeBron's coattails to success. You could just say, I'm going to create a persona of I don't like LeBron James. And because he's so great and people have their own opinions, I'm going to become one of the greatest personalities on television just because I shit on LeBron James. Just think about that. Think about that. Like I can become so lucrative, so marketable, either just by covering him, reporting on what he does, or being a quote-unquote contrarian to his career. Think about that shit, dog. Just think about it. Now, I'm going through all the shit, like O'Shea Jackson Jr., Ice Cube's son, he had a whole bunch of grievances to air. He let his shit go on Twitter. We're going to start with the Lakers' ill commentary. How many people doubted the Lakers? How many people doubted the ability for the Lakers to win and persevere. I'm going to talk about how everyone was giving the Clippers flowers before they earned anything. We're going to talk about how people were saying LeBron James is only in Los Angeles not to win, but to be Michael B. Jordan instead of Michael Jordan. Oh, we're going to talk about it all. So first, I want to start with the uh, LeBron is not in Los Angeles to win. He's only in Los Angeles for what Los Angeles can provide. When he came to L.A. after leaving Cleveland, most people were under the impression that he just wanted to ride out the last four years of his career, make over one hundred and fifty million in NBA salary, you know, sell a whole bunch of jerseys, sell some shoes, but also start his media uh, media conglomerate, if you will, where he has Spring Hill Entertainment. He has a uh, well, Spring Hill Entertainment is where he branches out all of his media relations meaning he has the show called the shop which is on hbo that's media he has the uninterrupted which is an online web web media company he has uh he was he wanted to be in uh, the new space jam movie so everyone is coming out and you know as a chance to shit on lebron oh you know he's not in la to to, to, to win basketball games. He's only in L.A. to sell tickets and to build his media empire. So I want to play that for you. He wants to be a solo basketball star on the Staples stage mm-hmm. with no real pressure to win championships anymore so that basketball can become his second job to his first love, which is pursuing Hollywood. He wants to be a movie star. One foot in basketball, one foot in Hollywood. No, 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 no. two feet in no, Hollywood no, no, no. and none in basketball. No, no you got two feet in Brentwood. 
He's out of the championship business. And by the way, Rob, I'm telling you, Rob, LeBron James, Los Angeles is out of the championship business. He wants to be a six foot eight Kevin Hart. That's why he's here. LeBron James has a better chance probably of winning an Emmy than he does winning a championship in L.A. A few moments later. The Pelicans have agreed to finally trade Anthony Davis to the Lakers. I think the Pelicans won the trade about as convincingly as I've ever seen a team win a superstar trade. Well, our Adrian Wojnarowski reporting that Kawhi Leonard is going to join the Clippers. Kawhi is the reigning and defending best player in the game until proven otherwise. And that includes LeBron James. Kawhi Leonard is so much easier to plug in to any lineup than Anthony Davis. Defensively, who are the Lakers using to stop guys on the perimeter? The, the Lakers, the back end of that roster, you've got... <laughs> I'm not sure on anybody else there. What have we seen from Dwight Howard that would lead you to believe that he's going to come in and make any difference at all? Is it not more likely that the Lakers miss the playoffs than win the championship? So the odds are better that they miss the playoffs than they win the championship. I would say so, yes. They don't have Avery Bradley. Good luck against Portland. The Los Angeles Lakers in five. You cannot get to a conference finals. You can't hit threes and you can't defend them, and they don't do either. As this series comes to an end, the Lakers advance. Denver now's healthy. Jokic and all. Anthony Davis disappears in fourth. This is who he is. He got no doubt. Oh, it's good! Anthony Davis! He'll take a three. LeBron James will hit a three. How about it? LeBron James and the Lakers are headed back. 2020 got off to a terrible start. But this team has been a beacon of light, channeling that Mamba mentality. It took a while, but the Lakers are back. This is what it's all about. We're thinking about the Bryant family, uh, Vanessa and them daughters. They're with us. We're with you guys. Uh, we love you guys, and hopefully, you know, we're making them proud. I let it run a little longer, um, just because it was a longer clip. So first it started with just the commentary of, oh, LeBron is not in L.A. to win. But then it, you know, it see how you see how it morphed into not only is he not in L.A. to win, he's in L.A. to pursue his other passions Two, it's other teams are so much better than the Lakers, Kawhi Leonard, etc. Then in the bubble. Oh, Portland is better than the Lakers. Denver's better than the Lakers. The Clippers are better than the Lakers. And yet and you see how like it just builds and builds and builds and builds to where. We look, we literally just look for reasons to slight LeBron in any way possible. I, I love that 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 longer clip. I got that from Twitter. Hold on, let me let me see where I got it from. Hold on. I got it from Twitter. I'll find the at name later and I'll give it to you guys because I don't want to take people's shit and not give them credit for it. Um but fam, it's just a a a it is it's just a referendum on you see how people attack you when you're consistently great. He hasn't done anything to garner the criticism that he got, to garner, to garner the non-belief that he got. And yet and still he got it like and he carries that shit and has carried that shit since he was 16 fucking years old. Like that is what is so crazy. You see people in positions now where they're getting pressure at 28 years old, i.e. Kawhi Leonard, 28 years old, there's pressure on you to perform and you crumble. Now, take that pressure that can crumble you 
and put it on someone who's 16 years old. You, 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 I, I wonder if you're following me. Like, think about it. Kawhi Leonard got all this smoke blown up his ass. He's so good. Oh, he's a best two-way player in the league. Oh, load management don't mean shit because he's a playoff performer. Oh, the Clippers is championship or bust. Oh, Clippers this, Clippers that. It's LA is a Clipper town. LA is new is Kawhi territory. LeBron has to be second place. The team in the basement, the Clippers, is finally gonna take over the team in the uh in the main part of the house, the Lakers. Blah 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 blah. And then in the playoffs, the Clippers lose in the second round. Why? Because the Clippers could not handle the pressure that comes with expectations. Think about every person that has ever been compared to Michael Jordan. I talk about this in episode 23, so I don't really have the time really to, you know, re uh, reiterate it again. If you want to listen to that, be my guest. Um. But the, the people who have been come out, who have came out of, you know, college and stuff or high school and have been compared to Michael Jordan, where have their careers gone? Grant Hill, Jerry Stackhouse, Harold Miner, Penny Hardaway. Right. They couldn't handle the pressure. And they had great careers. Some of them had great careers, but they never lived up to the hype. You take LeBron James, 16 years old from Ohio. The chosen one on Sports Illustrated cover. $90 million Nike deal came into the league under so much fucking pressure to his hometown team, the Cleveland Cavaliers, viewed as the savior from day one. And what has he done? Deliver, 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 deliver. LeBron James is more reliable than UPS. He will deliver 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 we haven't even began to discuss his shit outside a ball more than a vote uh, uh uninterrupted the um he started the fucking school i the i promise uh the i promise school he has the partnership where he would give scholarships to kids to get them into the university of akron he has shits where he provides children with lap with laptops tablets bicycles the LeBron James Family Foundation. Like, you, you can't even begin to just discuss the multi-layers of this man and what he has done on the court, but also off the court, and the consistency that he has displayed. I read it to you previously. He has played the most minutes in the playoffs, the most games in the playoffs, and he does not get fucking hurt. Come on. At this point, it's just like, it's just like if you hating on him, you just want to hate on him because you don't you can't you can't one understand and you don't like the level of success this person has had. But I'm telling you, there's going to be a day where he has to hang up them sneakers and there will never, ever, ever be another player like that, like this, who is consistently great in all areas. There was an article that came out earlier this week about how. The team chemistry on the L.A. Clippers was fucked up because they were giving Kawhi Leonard preferential treatment, um, basically saying how other players on the team didn't like that he was load managing games, basically taking games off. They didn't like that he was given this 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 A plus treatment 
um, because it was rubbing the other teammates the wrong way. Like, why does he get this? We're all on the same fucking team here. Right. And you'll never hear about that because Kawhi don't talk. But also it came out how he would even he lived in San Diego, California. He has a nice house over there. But the Lakers, I mean, not the Lakers, the Clippers fly out of LAX airport. So if you know anything about California, traffic is a bitch. And traveling from San Diego to Cal- to, to uh, LAX airport is a three hour drive. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he would routinely, because he chose to live in San Diego and no one beefed about it, would make the team late on uh, airplanes. You have to be at the plane at, let's say, I'm making it up. Let's say you have to be at the airport at 12 p.m right to travel Kawhi Leonard would routinely make the plane late because he would travel a longer distance and no one beefed about it what does LeBron James do he gets to LA they have to rework the team overnight he goes out against Anthony Davis he says him and Anthony Davis there's no ego we're not jealous of each other we love what each other brings to the table they accept each other they accept their teammates they build chemistry like that has to be highlighted the same way how a team with quote-unquote more talent quote-unquote everything to lose doesn't even have the wherewithal to create chemistry they just think that you're gonna roll the basketball out and (laughs) they just think you're gonna roll the basketball out and win games no you have to create chemistry that shows his leadership there are times where uh there was a game in uh what game was that against denver where Uh, I believe it was game number two in the Denver series where Anthony Davis took the last shot and and swished it, netted it in the Kobe uniforms. And everyone's going to say, oh, why would LeBron James let him take that shot? Because he trusts his teammates. That is the point. Like, that's the point. There are going to be times where you have to dominate and assert your will. But there are also times where you need to give other people confidence. Rajon Rondo is a great player. He's been a great player for a long time. But he, you know, has been written off as, let's say, ornery, right? Let's say hard to work with. Comes, plays with the Lakers. He looks like Rajon Rondo from 2009. I wonder why. Dwight Howard had a failed run with the LA Lakers in 2012 and 2013. Comes back to the Lakers in 2020, 2019, 2020. No one believes that Dwight Howard could do anything. Key contributor to the team. What does that speak to? The culture that is created when LeBron James is on a basketball team. Like, at this point, it's it's black and white. If you are hating on LeBron James still at this point, 17 years in the league, been the face of the league since he was 16 years old, has dealt with all the pressure that comes with it, the pressure that routinely breaks other athletes that other athletes do not have the strength to endure, does every fucking thing imaginable on the court and off the court has every almost every playoff record in the book will probably retire leading in points scored minutes played but you still can find some reason to nitpick and say he ain't shit or he's trash or Jordan's better or whatever it's clearly you you just clearly hating for hating's sake you just clearly hating for hating's sake um so shout out to the motherfucking king shout out to lebron james more man just shout out to him man shout out to him i got a series of clips here to play for you first we got his coach frank vogel 
um, speaking on LeBron, then I got uh, I'm, I'm recycling a clip I had from um, from episode 23 of other NBA legends talking about LeBron James greatness. And then I'll end it with LeBron James saying, give me my goddamn respect. Much love, much respect to LeBron James and the 2020 NBA champions, L.A. Lakers, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Alex Caruso, Kyle Kuzma, KCP, Contavious Caldwell, Pope, uh, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee. Uh, who else is on the team um, that I'm not mentioning? Rajon Rondo, um, uh, J.R. Smith, Deion Waiters, Taylor Horton Tucker. Uh, who else am I not? Who did I not mention? Frank Vogel, the coach. Jay Kidd, the assistant coach. Uh, I think there's one player I'm not remembering at the moment. Forgive me for not remembering this person. But shout out to them, man. Shout out to Rob Palenka. Shout out to Jeannie Buss. They did it for Kobe Bean Bryant. Rest in peace, Bean. Rest in peace, Gianna. We love you. We miss you. I hope that the Lakers made you motherfucking proud. And let's play these motherfucking clips. Laker gang, bitch. Well, there's not uncertainty in my mind with LeBron James. And, um, you know, I took the job. We didn't have Anthony Davis. We didn't have really our whole team. You know, uh, it was a different team uh, after the fact. But I have always believed in LeBron James. You know, he's the greatest. He's the greatest player the basketball universe has ever seen. And if you think you know, you don't know. Okay, until you're around him every day, <clears throat> you're coaching him, you're seeing his mind, you're seeing his adjustments, seeing the way he leads the group. If you think you know, you don't know. And it's just been a, a remarkable experience coaching him, and um, you know, seeing him take this group that was not in the playoffs last year. The roster was put together, you know, overnight and just taking a group and leading us uh, to the promised land, so they say. Um, he was terrific just the entire season leading us, and I can't say enough about him. Look at errors. Mm. Michael dominated his era. Mm -hmm. LeBron dominated his era. Mm. I'm one of those guys who don't like to compare errors. You just have to do what's in front of you. Mm. And and look at LeBron's numbers. You look at Michael's numbers. They're very similar. Mm. LeBron, I think, he made it to the finals with a couple guys that we can't even remember. Michael Jordan is probably the greatest scorer to ever play in the game. But I may go as far as to say LeBron James may be the greatest player to ever play the game because he's so potent offensively that not only can he score at will, but he keeps everybody involved and you have to be on your P's and Q's on defense because uh, no guy on the basketball court is not a threat to score when LeBron James is out there. He's done a phenomenal job. The things that he is doing on the court now, I I mean, I, I'm a big Michael Jordan guy. I mean, that was my era, but LeBron's me, making a great argument to, to be, you know, one of the, the greatest, if not the greatest. Let me ask you. LeBron James is the greatest player ever. That's that's what I say. I, I, I greater than Michael Jordan. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I, you cannot tell me in a one on one game now that LeBron James wouldn't dominate Mike. Oh, in a one on one game, LeBron James, six nine, two hundred and sixty pounds. If the game was a seven, I think LeBron would win seven to three. Sweet, oh, Cavaliers have LeBron James. Right. He's the best there is. Yeah. Do you think he's better than Jordan? Oh yeah. Really? He's six eight, two eighty five. Runs like the wind. Jumps out of the gym. And for the moment he walked in the league, his team's won. Thanks. 
LeBron is not as good as Michael Jordan? Come on. What do you think? LeBron is in a class by himself. What you guys are missing, and Shannon probably knows it better than anybody else, is the game is a team sport. So individuals don't win championships. Teams win championships. You know, and uh, you're only as good as the team can take you. You can only go as far as the team can take you. So so three and five doesn't mean anything. I'm more impressed with eight finals than I am with the record in the finals. Respect. Rob wants his respect. <laughs> Coach Vogel wants his respect. Our organization wants their respect. Laker Nation wants their respect. And I want my damn respect, too. LeBron James. Real quick, the person who I got that... um. Lakers clip <clears throat> with the hater to love it on the in the background was from Lake Show Yo. I told you guys I wanted to find that because I don't I don't like taking people's shit and not giving them credit for it. So I got it from a guy on Twitter or a person on Twitter, a woman, I don't know who it was. At Lake Show Yo. That's where I got it from. I got more shit on it. Like there was a there was like a, a Snoop was on Undisputed and he asked some great like you know rhetoric about the championship and stuff but i'm looking at the time and i'm like oh shit so um if there's time later at the end i'll play that snoop clip to end the podcast we'll see um but other than that just shout out to the motherfucking lakers man shout out to lebron james number four on his championship uh resume one of the one of if not the greatest player ever i think he's the greatest everyone else i don't know what you guys think but you can't look at what your eyes tell you when you watch the games. You can't look at the numbers. You can't look at his impact and say he's anything less. So if you hating at this point, then you just hating. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you hate at this point, then you just motherfucking hating. So we'll leave it there. And moving right along, you guys can follow me and hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram is Rogers Neighborhood, R-O-D-G-E-R-S, Neighborhood, N-E-I-G-H-B-O-R-H-O-O-D. Twitter is Rogers Neighborhood, R-O-D-G-E-R-S, Neighborhood, N-G-H-B-R-H-D, no vowels in Neighborhood on Twitter. And I'm saying it and repeating it for the one millionth time because I ask you guys weekly to send in comments, questions, concerns, feedback, constructive criticism, whatever you have for me. And you guys never let me down, so uh, I'm just so grateful and... Um, you know, it, it's just a, it's, it's so great. It's just, it's just so great. Like, you know, people listen and people give a fuck and people want to know things about me and stuff. So I'm just grateful. You know, it's, it's just, it just, it just, it just makes me so grateful. So we're going to answer some of the questions that we have received here. The first one says, <laughs> when you go to man up and get some ink, <laughs> never. <laughs> never never ink is for paper paint is for walls <laughs> i ain't never getting no motherfucking tattoo dog like never never i mean not that i don't like tattoos like i see some amazing tattoos like sleeves like arm sleeves or leg sleeves or chest you know joints or back joints like of animals or of nature or of people, important people in their lives or, you know, whatever you want to showcase in it. And so I really fuck with tattoos, like in terms of like great art pieces, but not for me, like not for me. 
I'm buns, really. It's it's honestly it's just to be all the way real. I'm buns. Like I'm so buns. Capital B uns. Like I'm buns. I'm not trying to sit in a chair for four hours as someone takes a needle and drills ink into my skin. That is not appealing to me whatsoever. But hey, bro, I'll live vicariously through y'all because some of the tattoos I see like on the gram and shit, they be super, super fire. But I live through y'all, man. I will live through y'all. No tattoos for me. None for me. I accessorize. I put on rings and bracelets and shit and hats. And I have posters and paintings on my walls. <laughs> so <laughs> that's enough for me. I don't need that shit on me. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool on the tats. But thank you for the question. The next one says cats or dogs. Um, I'm a cat guy. I have a cat. I think that. In any pet situation, I will choose a cat other than a dog. I like dogs, but I think of dogs like, how can I rephrase this? How do I, how can I even make this make sense? I think of dogs like Las Vegas. Stick with me. Stick with me. I'm going to make it make sense. I think of dogs like Las Vegas, meaning I would love to go to Las Vegas. I would love to visit Las Vegas. I would like to go to the casinos and gamble a little bit. I would like to catch a nice show. There's a whole bunch of people with residencies in Las Vegas. I would like to do some shopping in Las Vegas. I would like to see the sights of Las Vegas. I would like to enjoy a nice hotel in Las Vegas. But I don't want to fucking live in Las Vegas. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to fucking live there. It's a great place to visit for a weekend or for a week. But I'm trying to go home after. Like, I don't want to live there. So it's like a dog. Like, I like dogs. I'll go visit a dog. I'll walk a dog. I'll play catch with the dog. I'll pet it. I will rub its belly, throw the Frisbee around. I'll, you know, clean up the shit if I have to. But I'm not trying to do that shit every fucking day. (laughs) I'm not trying to do that shit every fucking day. Hell no. Hell no. So get me a cat. The cat know how to use the litter box. You just scoop that shit out. The cat, you know, eat a little bowl of food, a little water. They leave you alone, play with their toys. If they want some attention, they'll come cuddle up. And that's that. Like, they live their own lives independent of you. Like, they don't, they're definitely not as needy as a dog. So, I'm 100% a cat guy. Um, shout out to my cat right now, Oreo. She's a rescue. And uh, that's my baby. Um... But yeah, nah, no dog for me, man. No dog for me. And any situation where a pet is going to be in a household that I'm in, if I have a say, it's going to be a cat. Like, I'm not trying to do all that shit with the dog. I'll leave that for y'all. Again, that's another thing I could let y'all live. I'll live vicariously through y'all on that shit. Thank you for the question. And the last one says, hey, I actually caught wind of this podcast from seeing your highlight videos on Instagram. Awesome. That's great. Um, but I need to know what are the names of those beats that you're playing in the background. Okay. Well, first, awesome. I'm so I'm so happy that you um caught wind of the show via the small little videos I post. Um for people who don't know, every Wednesday I try and I take a, a portion of the podcast and I clip clip it down to maybe like a three to five minute section and I post it on social media. Um, you know, just as a little taste of what the podcast is like, um, I just call it highlight videos. Um, so I just take a small portion of whatever I speak about in that week's podcast and I 
put it out as like a short condensed version. Um, you know, maybe just to for people who to get a taste of what the pod is like, because people maybe don't want to jump fully into an hour or hour and a half show. So here's five minutes of the show. And if you fuck with it, maybe give the whole thing a try. That's literally the goal. So I'm glad that it worked, at least with one person. Um, but yeah, sure. I'm, I don't have no problem telling you the, be- the beats that I play in the videos. Um, in order, I play a series of, uh, what is this, eight beats. Um, the first one is Massage Seats by Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib. The second one is Giannis by Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib. The third one is Work by Gangstar. The fourth one is Out of Sight by Run the Jewels. The fifth one is Dipset Anthem by The Diplomats. The sixth one is Uchi Wally by Nas. The seventh is Up in Here DMX. And the last is Bombs Over Baghdad Outcast. I also use Get Buck by Young Buck on there, but I don't use it continuously. Um, and I just chose those beats because they're great beats, but um, they're really good to talk over. Um, meaning like there are some beats that are also good, but they're just not as good to speak over. Like you even have to do the science on that shit. So like when you're speaking or when you're using your voice, you know, over a beat, how does the beat sound as well? How does the beat sound when your voice is playing over it? Sometimes the beat is either too low Sometimes the beat is too loud. Sometimes the beat is too complex to where your voice gets lost in it. So these beats that I found here and that I have here are like perfect for when I put my voice over them. So that's why I have them. Um, But once again, awesome. I'm so glad that you discovered the pod from the Instagram videos. That makes me so happy. Um, And man, I'm, I'm happy that you decided to listen to it. I appreciate it so much. And you, you damn right. You can have all those beats if you keep listening to the show. <laughs> um, and thank you. Thank you again for that question. And thank you guys for the questions. I appreciate all the love and the support that I receive from y'all. This is like so awesome that I just get to do this shit every week and people listen to it and people like what they hear, man. So I'm just so grateful. I feel so blessed to do it. And um, you know, I look forward to answering more and more and more and more of you guys' questions. So thank you once again. What's next? What's next? What's next? Okay, let's just do our NFL predictions. Let's do our NFL predictions. Uh, how did I do last week? I had an okay week last week. Last week, they um, instead of having the Patriots and the Broncos play last week, they just decided to give them bye weeks. Um, so that means a week off. So the Detroit Lions, the Green Bay Packers, the New England Patriots, and the Denver Broncos did not play football last week. So I picked the Patriots to beat the Broncos last week, but they did not play. So they're going to play on this Sunday, week six. Um, but let's run it down. Let's run it down. My record from last week was nine and four. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. I, I like I liked the stacking up the wins now. I like stacking up them wins. Um... I'm, I'm, I was off that Falcons narcotic, and they let me down again. <laughs> they let me down again. Um, so I don't know how I'm going to be picking Atlanta Falcons games. Um, in the future, Dan Quinn was fired, um, which I, had to happen. It just had to. Um, but I'm, I was really happy about the Houston Texans win because fuck Bill O'Brien. Fuck Bill O'Brien. I, if, if you do not know how I feel about Bill O'Brien, I'm going to let you know right now. And I'm going to continue to let you know. F- 
fuck Bill O'Brien. 100%. Fuck Bill O'Brien. So I'm so happy that they won. Um, the Miami Dolphins spanked the 49ers, and I did not see that coming. Jimmy Garoppolo looked like doo-doo. Doo-doo. <laughs> doo-doo. Oh, my God. I don't know if he was still hurt. Like, you know, athletes try to rush back from injuries. Um, so it's possible that he was just still hurt. And we'll, so we'll have to see. But other than that, it was a good week for me. Good week for me. Um, so my record on the season is 47, 28 and one. That is damn good. I know I tell you guys not to bet with my picks and I mean it. But shit, you know what I'm saying? I'm all right out here. I'm all right out here. Um, so we're going to do week six NFL predictions. Let's start. First game, Chicago Bears, Carolina Panthers. Um, Now, this is a difficult game. The Bears are coming off a great win against the Patriots. Um, not the Patriots. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, And I feel like the more acclimated Nick Foles gets to the Bears offense, the more comfortable and the more successful they'll be. Nick Foles is a Super Bowl champion. I mean, this is a difficult game. I think there's going to be a very, very close game. Very close. I, I would say in the area 27-24, but I'm going to take the Panthers in this. I'm going to take the Panthers to win. Yeah, that's going to be a really close game, though. Um, the next game is Cincinnati Bengals and the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are coming off a loss against Cleveland, which I predicted accurately. Um, playing against the Bengals. I'm going to take. Hmm. You know what? I'm feeling I'm feeling good on this one. This is an upset game for me. Coming off of the Cleveland Browns loss to the Colts. I think that the Cincinnati Bengals will beat the Indianapolis Colts at home in Indianapolis. I'm taking that. That's my upset. I like the Cincinnati Bengals to beat the Colts this week. Shout out to Joe Burrow. I got the I got the Bengals to beat the Colts. Next game, Detroit Lions, Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars. I like. I like Gardner Minshew. I like DJ Chark, who's a wide receiver. I like Lavishka Sanal and Keelan Cole and James Robinson. But it's like every time I pick them, they lose. <laughs> I think I only picked them one time and they won. Like every other time they lose. I'm going to take the Detroit Lions to win. Coming off the bye, coming off the bye week, I think Detroit will win. Atlanta Falcons, Minnesota Vikings. I am off that Falcons narcotic. I'm going to try and take Bomani Jones' advice from ESPN. He always says the Falcons are like a narcotic. <laughs> I'm off that Falcons narcotic. So I got the Minnesota Vikings to win. Washington football team, New York Giants. I'll take the Washington football team, but that's going to be a dog game. I could see that being like 12 to 9 or some ugly score like that. Um, but I got Washington to win that. Baltimore, Ravens, Philly Eagles. Um, as much as I would like Carson Wentz to get a win, because I think he's a good player. Like, I see a lot of people shit on him. Carson is not worth that pick. Carson is not as good you know eagles may need to think about moving off of carson but i really think that carson wentz is a good football player i think he's a good quarterback and you know obviously in the nfl culture injuries happen so you, it's next man up mentality 
But Carson Wentz, when he had a full complement of his team, when they weren't dealing with injury after injury after injury, he was the best player in the league in 2017. And the Eagles won 14 games. He got hurt. He tore his ACL. And then Nick Foles came in and they won the Super Bowl. But when everything was clicking, the Eagles was rolling. The Eagles was rolling. I think that he is a very good football player. And he's just in an unfortunate circumstance with all the injuries. So as much as I would want the Philly Eagles to win this game, I got to choose the Baltimore Ravens. But I think that Carson Wentz is kind of like, he's kind of like getting a, 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 a bad rap because of things that are not related to Carson Wentz. Obviously, if you throw the ball poorly and it gets intercepted, that's your fault. But I just think, like, we've seen how good he could be when his team wasn't dealing with so many injuries. So, I fuck with Carson Wentz, though. I fuck with him. I fuck with him. The Steelers beat him, and that's good. But I fuck with Carson Wentz. So, but I got Baltimore to win, though. I got Baltimore to win. Next game, Cleveland Browns, Pittsburgh Steelers. You already know the vibrations. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh drafts wide receivers better than any team in the fucking league. Think about the wide receivers the Pittsburgh Steelers have had. From Lynn Swan to John Taylor to Plaxico Burris, Heinz Ward, Cedric Wilson, uh, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Wallace, Antoine Randall fucking L. Uh, uh, who else do they have? Santonio Holmes. Uh, uh, did I say Antonio Brown already? I'm saying it again. Antonio Brown uh, to now Juju Smith-Schuster, DeAndre, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, and now the... The God from Canada, the Canadian God, Chase Claypool, last week had four motherfucking touchdowns because the Pittsburgh Steelers know how to draft some motherfucking wide receivers. I tell you that shit. Shout out to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh going to win this game. Um, next game, Houston Texans, Tennessee Titans. This is another difficult game to pick. I feel like the Texans riding the momentum of, of letting Bill O'Brien go will like carry it and start playing better football even though i know that they won't make the playoffs the titans have more to lose meaning because they're actually a good team and they had a great win against buffalo on what was that tuesday night tennessee houston tennessee houston i'm gonna take tennessee to win even though i think houston is gonna play very well i think they're gonna play very well but i'm gonna take tennessee i'm gonna take tennessee to win um, New England Patriots, Denver Broncos. That was the game that was ended up to just gave them a bye. They're going to play this week. Melvin Gordon. My Lord. My Lord, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon is a running back from the Denver Broncos. Um, and he was upset about how, you know, their game got basically postponed and they had a bye week. So he was like not happy about it. But then right after that, motherfucker got a DUI. I'm like, fam. First of all, he's on my fantasy team. For, no, 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 no. Let me rephrase because that's bullshit. First of all, he drove under the influence. That is so fucking dangerous. You're going to put yourself at risk. You're going to put other people at risk. That's number one. Number two, you on my motherfucking fantasy team and you bullshitting. He's been playing all right. Like, but you can't miss games, motherfucker. I'm trying to win a motherfucking fantasy title, bitch. <laughs> so I don't even know if he's going to play. But with all that being said, I still got the Patriots to win. Hopefully, big cousin Cam Newton can play this week. I think he will. Um, so I got the Patriots to win. Next game, New York Jets, Miami Dolphins. I got the Dolphins. The Jets and the Giants are the worst teams in football. 
Uh, next game, Green Bay Packers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think this is going to be one of the best games of the week. Aaron Rodgers against Tom motherfucking Brady. You know, I got to pick my guy, Aaron Rodgers. He's a Roger. He's a Roger. And he's the only motherfucker to beat Ben Roethlisberger in the Super Bowl. He's a motherfucking Rodgers, and he beat Ben Roethlisberger in the Super Bowl. So, A-A-A-Ron. I got Aaron Rodgers. I got the Green Bay Packers to win. Next game, Los Angeles Rams, San Francisco 49ers. This is going to be interesting because I want to see how Jimmy Garoppolo bounces back from his shit performance. From his shit performance. But I'll... I don't know how to pick. I'm a, you know what? I'm just going to take the LA Rams because they got a lot of continuity. They got a lot of momentum right now. They're playing well. Um, they got off the Todd Gurley loss very well. That much better than I thought they would. I thought they would be lost without Todd Gurley. But they've been, they're playing well. They're playing well. I got the Rams to win. Now, there will be a doubleheader on Monday Night Football again. Um, so, it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs in the first Monday Night Football game against the uh, Buffalo Bills. I got the Kansas City Chiefs to win. Le'Veon Bell, former Pittsburgh Steelers running back who who went to the Jets, was released by the Jets, signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. Fam. Like, that boosts them. They had a good running back named Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but he's a rookie. Le'Veon Bell is a proven commodity who has... Fell victim to the Jets' shit culture. Adam Gase is a horrible head coach. He's a horrible head coach. And Le'Veon Bell is a good player. And I think that, you know, in the media, when players show their disappointment with their franchise, it's looked at as, man, this player is a jerk. This player is an asshole. This player is a diva. Even though they're saying what is 100% true. The Jets are a shit organization. Adam Gase is a shit coach, and Le'Veon Bell was in a shit situation. He got his money, shout out to him, and now he's in a situation where he can win. I I didn't want him to leave Pittsburgh, just like I didn't want Antonio Brown to leave Pittsburgh. It just so happened to be that way. If we could do it all over again, I would love for the Steelers to keep Le'Veon Bell and to keep Antonio Brown, but that's not the way the cookie crumbled. But more success to my guy, Lev Bell. I hope that with Kansas City that he can, you know, show y'all niggas that he's still that motherfucker because he was he was the best running back in football and went to the Jets and just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> the Jets are will make everybody look like shit. So shout out to Le'Veon Bell. I'm happy that he landed with Kansas City and hopefully, you know, he can have some success. Um, I got Kansas City to win, especially because the Raiders beat them last week, which was a great win for the Raiders. Um, I think Le'Veon Bell will give them an an extra wrinkle. Um, And the last game of week six, Arizona Cardinals, Dallas Cowboys. Man, 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 man. Dak Prescott. Damn. It's so sad. It's sad. It's really, really sad. Dak Prescott is legitimately one of the best guys. Like one of the best guys in football. He's a great dude, and he's been through a whole hell of a lot. He lost his mom. He lost his brother to suicide. Like, he's a great dude. He's a really, really good dude. And I hate when bad things happen to good people. I really, really don't like that. I hate when that, when good, good people get get shitty, shitty realities. So why am I saying all this? 
Dak Prescott, if you guys weren't familiar, is the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. And he, all offseason, was battling for a contract where he thought that his value was X amount of dollars and the Dallas Cowboys did not want to pay him. And the reason why it was overblown was because Jerry Jones, who's the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, has notoriously paid and overpaid his players. Um, you could think about current players that he's paid. Jalen Smith, Demarcus Lawrence, who are playing like ass. He's paid Amari Cooper. He has paid, you know, Tony Romo, the most money at the time. Paid Roy Williams. He has paid Joey Galloway. Like, he has paid, of course, Troy Aikman, Emma Smith, you know, Michael Irvin, the legends. But he's also paid a whole bunch of stiffs as well. So we look at it and we're saying, why wouldn't he pay Dak Prescott the money that he wants? Because Dak Prescott is a great quarterback. Like, you know, you can nitpick and all that shit, but he's a great quarterback and he's a great dude. Pay him. Didn't want to pay him. So Dak Prescott's playing on the franchise tag, which is basically a one-year contract. And then in the game against the New York Giants, he completely broke his ankle. It was so disgusting to watch. They kept playing the shit over and over again. I don't know why they was doing that. The shit was, it was like the Gordon Hayward injury where basically his ankle was completely broken. So his foot was no longer parallel to his leg. His foot was completely turned right. It is really gruesome to watch, but Dak Prescott's a great dude, man. I wish him a speedy recovery. I wish him nothing but the best. A super, super solid dude. Um, I hope he can bounce back and show these niggas that. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all niggas really gonna pay me now because you're gonna see how much I'm worth. You never appreciate what you have until it's gone. So I think that with him being gone, they will actually see, like, damn, he's actually really valuable to the team. I hope that is the case and I hope he gets all his money. Shout out to Dak Prescott, man. Speedy, speedy, speedy recovery, Dak. I wish you the best. I wish you the best because he's a really, really solid dude. Really solid dude. Really easy to root for. Super, super solid individual. Shout out to Dak Prescott. And for the game, I got the Arizona Cardinals to win. Andy Dalton will be the quarterback of the Cowboys. And he's a capable quarterback. He played for Cincinnati for a lot of years. I've seen him play because they play the Steelers a lot. Cincinnati plays the Steelers a lot. I've seen him play. He's a good quarterback. They've won a, they won a lot of games. He's not a great playoff performer, but he's a good regular season quarterback. They'll be fine, especially in the shit NFC East. But I still have the Arizona Cardinals to win that game. And Thursday Night Football, again, to get a head start because I record Saturdays. The New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles, I will take the Eagles. And again, I have to say it, I have to say it, and I have to say it some more. Please, even though my record is pretty nice, again, it's 47, 28, and 1 for those who did not hear that. Do not bet money with my picks. Because if I lose you money, or if I'm the reason that you lose money, you better motherfucking believe that I, personally, Denzel, will not help you recover it. So, if you want to say, damn, he got a good record, 47, 28, and 1. I'm saying it again. Um, <laughs> if you say that and you say, all right, well, I want to bet with some of his picks. Keep in mind, if you lose some money, Denzel ain't helping you recoup. So, caution to the wind, buyer beware. Buyer beware. And that's that on that. That is that on that. I will wrap up sh- 
shortly, very, very shortly. But I am going to play that motherfucking Snoop Dogg clip on Undisputed. Undisputed with Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless on Fox Sports 1. Because it's Laker gang, bitch, LeBron James, motherfucker. Haters, I'm sorry. Haters, I am sorry. Um, I'm going to play this clip, Snoop Dogg, on um, Undisputed. And then we can wrap it up shortly after that. Here is your big homie. Snoop D-O-double-G. Oh, too bad the Clippers couldn't make it, but that's not our responsibility. And I heard you, Skip, you said we avoided them. We did not avoid them. They was in the same bubble we was in. They didn't handle their business. Lemon Pepper Lucian wouldn't got them wings, and Doc Rivers should have had his team under control. It was too much load management. Our team was gelling. They was coming together. Dwight Howard played his role. Rondo played his role. When you got seasoned vets like that, they don't have a problem with playing their role, and then LeBron James got those other guys up to par. KCP, Caruso, man, they they came to play this year, and they really impressed me, and it made me so happy to see them go from terrible two years ago to in the finals. And that's the you know the work that LeBron James puts in when he comes LeBron to a franchise James. to change the whole environment to get it back to where it is right now. And we're so happy in L.A. that LeBron came to us and brought A.D. and put us back in a place where we could say, you know what, we started off the year bad, we lost Kobe and Gigi, but this championship show gives us a little bit of you know, rejoicement at the end of the at the end of the season. That's what they do every year, Skip. Sorry to hurt your feelings, but I've been in L.A. my whole life. I know. They ain't won nothing. They okay. ain't never even went to a Western Conference Finals. No. Nope. They had the Lob City when we were sorry. When we were sorry for six years, they, they had did. Lob City and still couldn't go. Snoop. Their best chance to win was when they had Lob City. Best chance to win was the first closeout game against the Nuggets. They were up, what was it? Thir- uh, tw- no, 16, you know, we 16, in LA, 16 points. Yeah. Uh, against you know, we the say Nuggets. in LA, we, we not the Clippers. That's what we say in LA. When the Denver Nuggets came to play us, we ate them Nuggets. You see that? We yeah. had a five piece Nugget dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Murray, <laughs> Joker. Yeah. Okay. Boulder, mm, them Nuggets was good. Okay. But Snoop, then you get to the finals. And who's left from the East? The five seed. A team that has to play three rookies high minutes. Two of them started. One of them, Tyler Hero, the youngest player ever to play in the finals. And what happened in game one? They lost Dragic, their leading playoff scorer. And then they lost Bam, their heart and soul, their energizer. And he tried to come back two games later, and his bum shoulder never was quite right. You got every, this was an epic mismatch against the Miami Heat. You know it, and I know it. You should have swept them. But the thing is this, when you're a coach and you're a team, your job is to coach your team, not the other team. And that's what you keep trying to do. You keep trying to put their blame on us like it's our fault the Clippers lost. It's our fault the Miami Heat beat the Bucks. It's our fault. No, your job is to handle your business before you to get to that game and leave the excuses behind. I give Miami Heat a lot of credit because they played their butts off. They played hard. They made us work. They made us make adjustments. They pushed us to the limit in every game that we played except those two games, the first one and the last game. So I give them a lot of kudos. Nobody really knew those guys. They came together. They played. They made no excuses. Sound like you making excuses for everybody else. You can't do that. When you get to the bubble, you knew the rules and regulations. You knew the stipulations. You got there. It ain't no asterisk. It is what it is. This is what it is, Skip. (laughs) I had to play that, man. I had to play it. It was just too good not to play. Shout out to Snoop Dogg. Shout out to Shannon Sharp. Shout out to the Lakers, man. Shout out to Kerry Champion. 
O'Shea Jackson Jr., man. Oh, boy. What a great week it's been. Shout out to LeBron James. Shout out to Anthony Davis. Shout out to the Lakers, man. Shout out to Kobe, Gianna. We love you. We miss you. I hope that they were able to make you proud. I hope that. Uh, man, great week. It has been a great week for me. So how can I complain? And that, guys, will wrap it up. Episode number 37 of the Bronx Bias Podcast is in the books. I'm your host once again. My name is Denzel, a.k.a. Harry Potter, a.k.a. DeBron James. Shout out again to everyone who tunes in, likes, subscribes, shares, and supports. Shout out to everyone who's active, engages on social media. Uh, shout out to everyone who, uh, shout out to all the essential workers out there. And shout out to everyone who is using their voices to affect change in a positive way. The election is very, 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 very fast approaching. Guys, please go out and vote. I implore you to please go out and vote. Uh, this is a time where our voices can be heard. You know, we, we, there's a lot of shit that is messed up in this country, but how can you expect things to be rectified if you don't speak? Uh, uh, closed mouths don't get fed. Your messages will fall on deaf ears if you don't go out and speak. And I think it's very, very important for people to go out and vote. It's very, very important for people to go out and vote. And again, I pose this question every, every podcast. I'm going to do so until the election. If you are a non-believer out there, if you're a person who believes your vote does not count, if you're a black person that believes that black votes do not count, that black voices do not count, that uh, uh, that the shit is already decided, then why are there so many efforts to try and stop black people from voting? That is a question that anyone can answer. If you are a person out there that believes that black votes do not count, that there is no point in black people voting, then why are there so many people in positions of power who try and stop black people from voting via voter suppression? It's an open question. Anyone can answer it. Um, and we can have dialogue on that. Um, again, congratulations to my guy, LeBron and the Lakers for winning the chip. Um, I hope you guys have a great week and a great weekend. Be safe out there. Continue to please use your coronavirus protocols. COVID is real. It's not a fucking game. It is not a 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 game. Coronavirus is very serious. So please continue to be safe out there and continue to use the CDC recommended protocols to keep you safe, keep yourself safe, your family safe and your loved ones safe. Um, and we going to make it like Jada and Style said. Um, I'm finished out with a great song again, guys. I know I veered off my r and I know. I know. I know. I know. I veered so far off my R&B path. And there's so many great R&B songs that I can play. But I'm in my motherfucking bag because it's Laker gang, bitch. It's LeBron James gang, bitch. So I'm playing a great song to fade you guys out with. It is called Off D's by J.I.D. and J. Cole off the album DiCaprio 2. And this has been the Bronx Bias Podcast episode number 37. Have a great, great, great week, guys, and a great weekend. I'll talk to you guys soon. We are out. Gangsta, 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 gangsta. Jetty, whoosh, whoosh.